everyone. Brother Tan Kok Huat, thank you so much for the invitation. Pastor Ronald, uh, really appreciate uh, to be able to share in your pulpit with these wonderful people whom I've not seen for quite a number of years, and especially our dear brothers and sisters from Singapore. I was a young 19-year-old student when I, a seminary student in 1970, when I went to worship in Barker Road. And, uh, Later on, I was in Kampung Kapo for a few years, and Wesley a little while, and then I came back to Malaysia. Um, one of my precious big sisters is Jeanette. I hope she's well. Haven't seen her well. Jean I haven't seen her for a while. Jeanette Hui, and uh, uh, so many of her familiar faces. Um, I'm no more that youth fellowship uh, youth director that was long, long time ago. And now they have made me the seniors director, <laughs> uh, associate director to Reverend Hua Jian. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. Um, but the thing is that I discover that when we talk about the Christian faith, uh, there, there's quite a bit of hesitation and maybe even a bit of trepidation in the hearts of many Asians when we come to issues concerning God, issues concerning religion. And those of us who like to share the gospel with friends, you will know how difficult it is. Uh, I've just conducted on uh, Saturday, uh, uh, no, Friday. Uh, Friday, I, I, went, I went to conduct a wake service for a philosopher, scientist, doctor. Um, he, he, half his house is full of books. And, but he was a dental surgeon who loved philosophy. He struggled wanting to know God and yet having that scientist's mind of how can there be a God? Everything must be able, you must be able to put into a test tube and analyze, then you can believe. But in his later years, he just decided to come along with his beloved wife, Mrs. Lim Se Huat, uh, to attend the services in our Emmanuel Methodist Church in Pataling Jaya, which I pastored before I retired, and I would still worship there when I'm in town. And he just kept on wanting to pray, kept on wanting to ask people to pray with him, pastors and church leaders. His heart began to open up. I can't understand God. I can't analyze God. But I am beginning to feel his love and his presence. And that's how he came to Christ. And he asked that somebody would lead him into accepting Jesus Christ, and Pastor Thomas Chin did that. And about a year or two later, he has gone home to be with the Lord. And we all struggle. And sometimes in this struggle, we belong to that side where we are searching. But then we also know that there have been some on this side where they feel that they have all the knowledge of religion and true faith, true God, everybody else is going to be human someday in hell. You don't follow my God, you don't follow my scriptures, you're going to be like satay inside hell. <laughs> Where are we? Where are we? We can't all understand many things. Some of us have deeper minds. People like me, I can only write songs and sing songs. And that's it. Don't ask me too much about theology. Ask Pastor Ronald. He's our theologian. 
I really love this bunch of wonderful, wonderful, I want to call him young, but he's actually not that young, but he's still very young. So these wonderful young theologians, they, they are amazing, their knowledge and the way they write. For me, I say, well, God is God. Lah. <laughs> and so how do, I, how do I identify myself? Am I a person of religious knowledge? Am I a person of faith? Am I a person of the PowerPoint? No. Uh, yes, I'm a person of the PowerPoint, but it's a little bit dim. Don't worry. Lah. Forget about it. Lah. Uh, the first thing is, you've got to know that if you are a Christian, a child of God, formerly, you were on your own, especially those of us who were converted. My wife uh, is a third-generation Christian, and so her grandmother was a Bible woman, and uh, the grandmother would go around, you know, knocking on doors and lysin yasaw, lysin yasaw, her grandmother, amazing, illiterate, didn't know how to read and write. But she could just bring people to Christ. That's my wife's grandmother. And then she grew up very modernistic. She had her, her training in, in London and she got her master's degree in very prestigious universities. And God somehow began to slip away from the equation of life. Just like many of our young people, wanting so much to excel in studies, excel in careers. Sorry, Pastor. Let my grandmother and my father come to church. I will now and then say hello to you. So the pastors, every night they cry, you know, Lord, where are the young people? Where are the young people? They are out there earning another dollar. They are out there having ice bubble tea with their friends, trying to get a new contract somewhere. So if you are retired, you're looking for business opportunities, start a bubble tea shop. <laughs> uh, all right, I, I am learning business just verbally, uh, theoretically. Formerly you were Gentiles. Formerly you were uncircumcised. Formerly people say you are godless, you are irreligious, you are, not, you are not a religious person. And you know what it felt like. Because when you move among these holy, holy people, uh, full of holes inside them, you know, and then uh, very hard uh, to communicate with them. The moment you start talking, uh, they talk, yeah, so already. So, the, the, so when I had my Cantonese friends, uh, my Cantonese friends say, Kong yeah, so that has a different meaning, war. <laughs> It has a different meaning, but I didn't know. So, yeah, yeah, I said, I, I started young as a preacher. 19 years old, I was already a missionary. So, I was always Kong Ya So from young. And the Lord has been so good to me. The Lord gave me an opportunity to come to know how much He loved me, how much He loves the world. And He called this young teenager to become a missionary and to preach. And I just opened my mouth and I found that people just came forward and wanted to believe in Christ. So I thought, wow, my head was growing bigger and bigger. Clever to talk, fella. I didn't know that it was because God has been preparing the hearts of the people. My dear brothers and sisters, seniors as well as young ones, pray this prayer every day, which I did. Lord, use my lips, use my life so that one more person can come to know that you love them. 
If they get converted, it's between them and you. My duty is to share the gospel of Christ. Because they feel that when they mix with Christians, they don't feel, ah, yeah, you all religious people, I am not good. I, I think you just don't, don't talk religion to me. Don't tell me about church things. Let's talk about politics. Oh, let me tell you, this fellow, that fellow, that doctor, and the dancer, oh, talk until, uh, <laughs> mouth dry. <laughs> but you talk about Bible, Jesus, uh, I will look at you and I will look through you and I'll look through the sky <laughs> because I don't feel that I qualify. Reach out, dear friends, especially seniors. There are lots of seniors now. We are gaining to be a public. When I became, uh, when I turned 60, and that was almost 10 years ago, I did my own research on seniors, and I discovered that the senior population is just increasing and increasing. And soon we'll be known in Malaysia, I'm not sure about Singapore, but probably so because we share the same history. We'll be known as an aging country. We'll be known as an aging nation. But aging, uh, no need to be shy shy. We can always tell the young people, you eat a lot of rice. Uh. The salt I eat more than you eat the rice. Uh. Uh, you think you know a lot. Uh. Hi, yeah. Grandpa, Grandma, just keep quiet only. We know a lot of things that we don't tell you. <laughs> but if you ask us, uh, we can tell you many things. Share your knowledge, your wisdom. But in all this, keep on telling them, do you know that God loves you? Do you know that Jesus loves you? You were formerly separated from Christ, but now you are brought together again. You are formerly excluded Oh, you're not Christian. Ah. Hiya, cannot go to heaven. You're not Christian. Ah. Hiya, cannot do this, cannot do that. Cannot join this, cannot join that. They feel so left out. In the last few seniors' camps or conferences, uh, it's been wonderful just to sit and talk with some seniors. Pastor David, can you just spend a few minutes with me? Can you pray with me? I said, what about? I have this burden in my heart that in my senior years, I cannot do many things. I say, uncle, auntie, where in the Bible does it say that you got to do many things, many things? You were formerly managing director, you were formerly CEO, you were formerly tau care of your own business, so you felt that you could do a lot of things. But now you have, you have let the younger leaders take over. And so you feel that you are not so involved. No worries. No worries. I have one person who would purposely, every other day, if not every day, go to the Kopitiam that is near his house in Subang. And he'll go there and have a cup of coffee. Sit there. Sure enough, about 10, 11 o'clock, sure enough, or even 8 o'clock, the people after their morning tai chi or their morning exercise, or they'll come to the coffee shop, they'll sit and talk. And he makes friends with them and he shares the gospel with them. Do you think you can do that? There are some who join the community activities 
uh, in the estates. Oh, Singapore has a lot of estate communities, they, and they have fantastic programs. I went there one day just to eat, just to eat some hawker's food in a in a community uh, uh, hawker centre. Oh my goodness! Here was this seventy-five-year-old lady wearing all the bedazzling, bedazzling uh, things on her thing and holding the golden microphone, and she was saying, and everybody clap and clap and clap, and she had the hair all done. I said, Auntie, uh, whatever, uh, I don't know how to speak Cantonese. Wow, jin ho, jin ho. He said, I enter every time competition, I win first prize. Uh, how old are you, Auntie? I am only 85 years old, young. They know how to get themselves involved. Maybe you go there, share, sing, and then make friends. I do that. I used to luck along my guitar. Then I got a guitar that got twin neck. The aeroplane won't let me bring my twin neck guitar to Penang. So he said, you got to put inside the cargo hold. I said, come see, no thank you. Put it in the cargo hold, come out, it will be four necks. <laughs> so now I go around with the ukulele. The ukulele can bring anywhere. And I heard that, wow, Singaporean are champion ukulele players. Oh, yo. Why you all didn't bring ukulele this time? Uh, yeah. Last time I heard you all sing and so well. God, ah, uh, okay, after sermon, uh, cut the sermon short, then you all use ukulele and sing. We miss you at the camp, uh, but I know you all very busy, uh, you all Singaporean. We organized the national camp, just finished. And so we were separated, we were without hope, but we came to Christ. We came, everybody say, we came to Christ. I, I was, I was, I thought I was rejected by God. I thought God doesn't love sinners. I thought God hates sinners. God loves only the people who go to Trinity Methodist Church, Penang, or maybe Barker Road, <laughs> Singapore. You know, those who don't go to these beautiful churches, God doesn't love them. Is that true? I know God loves me. Say that. I know. People need to hear that. And so what happened? He said, but now you have been brought near. You have been brought near by the blood of Christ. He says here, you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. Now, for us, a little bit difficult, uh, Malaysian, you, redeemed by the blood. Oh, yo, I still remember the old days. Uh, I helped my grandmother to slaughter chicken. Uh. We never buy our chicken uh, off white and no feather one, frozen one. Uh, it's, it's called organic chicken. They can play organ one. <laughs> the chicken we want to eat, we go to our back lane, enclosed area, catch hold of one fellow after chasing him for half an hour, <laughs> catch hold of him and then take the knife, close the eye. <laughs> Grandmother said, look. I said, cannot look. <laughs> and because it was my first chicken, it was so tough, I sliced off the whole head. And the chicken still went walking around. Young people where got see this type of thing. Man. They see chicken all clean and white. Man. Pure and white, clean and bright. But you have been redeemed by the blood. The blood is a precious, precious picture for the Christian. 
because every Jew, when they want to ask God to forgive them, they had to give blood sacrifice. If you were rich, you sacrifice a bullock. Your middle class, you will sacrifice a goat. You are not so rich, you sacrifice a smaller animal. You are very poor, you sacrifice a pigeon. And then the priest would pour the blood on the altar and you see it and say, there goes the lifeblood of this creature because I was a sinner. Lord, and I put my hand on that creature that was going to be slaughtered. And I say, my sins are all passed on down to that creature that had to be slaughtered to give me a pictorial reminder that to have forgiveness of sin, there must be the shedding of blood. And then came the Lamb of God. Remember John the Baptist? Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Remember John the Baptist? And he was pointing to who? He was not pointing to a lamb. He was not pointing to an animal. He was pointing to his dear master the Lord Jesus. And he called Jesus the Lamb of God. Why? Because Jesus is going to be sacrificed and his blood is going to be poured out. And if by faith, we put the hand of faith onto Jesus and say, Jesus, because you poured your blood out for me, my sins are forgiven. Then we appreciate the hideousness of sin and the beauty of the love of God. Amen? I want you all to dread blood, dread it, but to appreciate blood also because of the blood of Jesus. You have been brought near. Brought near where? Brought near to what? To whom? Brought near to God. Brought near to the saving grace of God. This morning, if there is any people, any person, I know there are many Methodists who come to church because they want to draw closer to God, but they always, I always ask one question, uncle, auntie, uh, if God were to call us home today and we leave this earth, where do you think you will be? He said, pastor, simple answer. La. Definitely, uh, I will either be in hell or somewhere between heaven and hell. I said, why? He said, because you know, I know. La. Maybe you don't know, but I know. La. I'm not a good person. So cannot. La. If I say I go to heaven, la, I very exy, exy, cannot. <laughs> so we good Methodists, we all very humble one. Cannot go to heaven. Only halfway. <laughs> you leave me halfway to paradise. La. That's their song. I say, uncle, auntie, no. By the grace of Jesus, if we leave this earth, where will we be? With the Lord. Amen? I want Methodists to have this confidence, not by works, not by righteousness of men, but by the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. I will be with God in heaven, not because I'm good, but because God is so, so good. Say that in your heart. And then you will begin to grow in that confidence. 
And when you have that confidence, it shows in your life. And when it shows in your life, people will come to you. Friend, uh, neighbor, uh, something about you. Uh, but I cannot say something wrong. <laughs> it's something about you. But I want to know what is it that gives you this glow in your life. Come, let me tell you. Let me tell you how much God loves us. Sharing the gospel is not like that. You believe in Jesus Christ, you go to heaven. You don't believe in Jesus Christ, you go to the other place. <laughs> no. Sharing the gospel is a very simple thing. Remember your citizenship because Christ is our peace. He says here, Hayo. He himself, Jesus Christ himself, is our peace. He has made two groups to be one. He has destroyed the barrier. Which two groups? The one group that says, we are religious and we will keep ourselves pure. Don't come and contaminate us. Then the other says, we are irreligious and we are not holy. Therefore, we will stick all sorts of things against you. I have a friend who is an atheist. Up to today, he's a very close buddy of mine. He said, I don't like priests. I said, hello, I'm a priest. I don't like Christian. I said, hello, I'm a Christian pastor. I don't like the Bible. I said, hello, I read the Bible and I believe in the Bible. I don't like anything about God. I said, well, my life is about God. You are different. Lah. You don't, don't want to count you. Lah. That one, lah. that one, that one. I said, no, they are my brothers and sisters in Christ. What are you trying to say? And he said, David, I am fed up with religion. Religion divides people. Religion says one person is more superior, the other person is inferior and not worthy. Have you ever unconsciously, my dear brother and sister, walked around like this, like the Pharisees? You know, you know why they walk around like this? Uh, the poor wife every day got work to do, and you know, the poor wife uh, last time uh, got about six buttons on their coat, no. Now, uh, you see, uh, mine only got two. Uh, my other brother, pastor, only got one. You know why? They walk around like this. Hiya, this one, uh, talk like that, uh, dress like that, uh, very no good, uh, not really. Button gone. So they go home and say, dear wife, my button gone. So the wife got to sew another button. Last time, got to sew six buttons every day. Hiya, waste time. Sew one enough already. So they go around like this. Do you know I'm a Pharisee? Do you know I'm so religious? And so every now and then, uh, the, Bible, the, the King James ber- version of the Bible says, I, he rent his clothes. I said, why he rent his clothes? Uh? They've got second-hand shop where they can rent clothes. One, uh. Then I discovered it's an ancient English word. Lah. Rent means to rent, to rend, rend, uh, uh, to, to you know, tear it apart. Then past tense is rent, law. I tell you this all true story. Uh, I was teaching religious knowledge in Methodist Boys School, Penang. Uh, and so the person wrote about renting and he wrote, a, he wrote a, uh, an essay about G, the, the Pharisees renting their coats. And then he said, oh, they started a very nice business. They rent torn clothes. <laughs> no, we don't belong to that. No, that's why now when you see Pastor Ronald wear his pastor's coat, nah, no button one. <laughs> he can fly, he can flap. 
Got nice flat one. I, I never got that one. Pastor can borrow or not, Pastor? I like that one. Yeah, I can fly one. Jesus Christ is our peace. This is the only thing that the Pastor David wants to say to us this morning. And he paid for it with his life. And so if, if he, he has paid for it with his life, what is there that can, that can just separate us from the love of God? Now, let me close with that. Would you believe it? Pastor Ronald is looking at me and he's looking at his clock. Say, can you please keep your sermon to 15 minutes? I say, Ken, I usually preach 15 minutes. No, 15 minutes. I say, oh, 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 oh. I, I'm so used to preaching for about one and a half hours only. Uh, that's why nobody invites me. because <laughs> he, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. So that's why he invited me. Uh, Christ has brought us together because, because, we, as the whole world, and as individuals, we have separated ourselves from the love of God. Until we have forgotten who God is, and we think that God is in a stone, we think that God is in a rock, we think that God is the spirit that flows around frightening people, we have all types of conjectures about God, but we have forgotten the identity beautiful, lovely identity of God our Father in heaven. Can we pray? Can we pray and say, Lord, reveal your glory to us again. But I warn you, huh? one young man, he prayed that prayer and all. Oh Lord, I want to see you in your glory. His name is I saw ya. He saw God, so that's why his name is called I saw ya. He was in the temple and he was kneeling and praying and all of a sudden he saw God. Did he see God? He did. And the glory of the Lord was revealed and his train filled the temple. Again, my mind, which choo-choo train filled the temple? No, the train of his robe, not the choo-choo train, the Patuwet Singapore train. His glory filled the temple and his train that shows the majesty of God. Pray that prayer. God, reveal your glory to me. You dare to pray that prayer, God dares to answer that prayer. I was a 17-year-old convert and I cried to God. I said, God, make my life meaningful. Use me. 18 years old, I was taken to be trained as a lay preacher. 19 years old, I became a full-time missionary to the slums in Welki and to the poor people in the mountains of central Java. And later on, to the beautiful city of Singapore, where I was a staff worker with Youth for Christ International in Singapore with Andrew Goh and Albert Lee. Precious years, my formative years. And the Lord just led me from one thing to another. A person who could not study very well, a person who is not a real scholar, 
but a person who said, Lord, reveal your glory to me. And God did. And all I did was just to open my mouth. And people would just want to know about Jesus. Will you dare to pray, Lord, reveal your glory to me. Lord, use my lips. Lord, use my life. And when that happens, the hostility between the two has been broken down. I am surprised. I do not pretend. I go around everywhere and I advertise myself as I am David Lu, a retarded pastor. I mean retired pastor. And I, I, I am retired, but I am a pastor and I still preach. Welcome, welcome. And the handle that is given to me by all my Muslim, Hindu, Taoist, Confucian, Buddhist friends is I'm called the Padre Man. In the internet, if you see any mention of Padre Man, that's me. And they gave it to me. It's just like Christians, they were wandering around all over. They went to one town in Pisidia called Antioch. And in Antioch, the people say, Hayo, these people are every day Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, Christian. And that's how they got the name Christian because they were always filled with Jesus. I take it with pride that I'm called a Christian. I do not apologize. I do not hide. I do not pretend. But I do not ram my religion down their throat. I share with them. My best friends are Muslim professors, Hindu religious leaders, and we talk. We talk as proud Malaysians. And we talk about how to bring back this animosity, remove it, and bring back the people together. Will you be with us? Let your faith be your anchor. Never be ashamed of your faith. Let your faith in Jesus Christ be that strong call to everyone to whom God has given the message of salvation. That person will come in their own good time. Don't force people. Do it in Barker Road. Do it in Singapore. We prayed for many, many years. I've just written a eulogy regarding Dr. Bobby Sung, one of my heroes. And Dr. Bobby Sung, I think, was involved in certain ways with Barker Road as well. And Andrew Goh, the editor of Impact Magazine in Singapore, asked me to write something and it has gone in. And he was one who would just make friends with anybody and everybody. And then he would share the gospel. Pastor, what is the gospel? Four things. Just four things. Number one, God loves us. Number two, we are filled with sin. That means we are, we are not righteous enough. It doesn't mean we have killed people or murdered people or robbed banks. We are filled with sin and our sin cannot make us go to God. God has sent His Son, Jesus, so that we can have communion with God and we just open up our hearts to receive Jesus. These are the four things that you need to share in different ways, in different words, in different forms. 
is not exactly the same words all the time. You are not a mechanical robot. Hear the four points of the gospel and thou shalt be saved. Then you will belong to the church of the mechanicals. This is the Wesley Mechanical Church, Trinity Mechanical Church, Barker Road Mechanical Church. No, we are the Methodist people touched by God, sharing the love of God. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, let your mercy flow upon these, your precious ones. Let them know that you have never forsaken them at any single moment. Let them know this morning, Lord, with full assurance that in you there is peace. In you all barriers are broken. In you, there is reconciliation. In you, there is the power of the gospel that we can tap from to touch the life of one more person, just one more person. And dear brother, dear sister, if you are that person, as I close in prayer, very quickly because we don't have much time left, if you are that person and you say, Pastor David, please pray with me, I want to make a firm decision this morning. I want to say, Lord Jesus, show me your glory. Touch my lip, touch my life, that I may be an ambassador for the gospel of the peace of Christ. If you are that person, will you quietly, quietly, don't look around, just quietly stand up and remain in prayer if you want to, and I'll pray with you very quickly. If you are that person, just quietly stand up, remain in prayer, and then I'll pray with you and we will close the service. Don't do it because you feel obligated. Do it because you want to. Remain standing, those of you who are standing, and pray. The Lord hears you. The Lord loves you. And the Lord hears even the faintest prayer. Don't worry. Pray. As you stand, pray. Anyone else? Hallelujah. 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 Heavenly Father, look upon these, your precious ones. Whether they be standing or whether they be seated, Lord, you are the one who searches the hearts. You are the one who knows us through and through, and yet you love us. Father, hear our prayers as we cry out to you. Answer us according to your mercy and grace. Anoint these precious ones, Lord, especially those who are making this firm decision. Let them know that from today onwards, there will be that wonderful, unassailable assurance that God has cleansed, God has forgiven, God has empowered and is empowering each one of these for His glorious, glorious work of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hear this, our prayer. We love you and praise you in Christ's name. Amen.